0: Uh, okay. Question one, just so I know exactly how to compare my numbers to your recommendations. Do I include my owners? Yeah. I'm so glad we're talking about this. It was, again, I don't ever want to not answer in Slack, but it, my answer should have been like, let's just talk Thursday. So all good. I'm going to answer kind of for everybody that will include your, because it changes at different uh, revenue levels. So I'll answer and include your revenue level. And if you didn't get it, let me know. So the 30% we talk about is total owner benefit. So if <laughs> everyone look at Patty, Oh, I thought you were frozen. She kind of had like a thoughtful look and was like, "Oh, she's frozen with a funny look." He's like, "No, no, I was just listening." <laughs> um, okay, so when you're just starting, certainly five, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars in revenue, that thirty percent expense is very thin. Like if you look at the uh, the financials tab, we put on there. Here's how to do thirty percent or twenty five expenses percent expenses at ten grand. Here's how to do it at twenty grand. Here's how to do it at thirty grand. You notice it's not there 40, 50 and up because it's a lot easier to do. So everything gets easier, believe it or not, when you get bigger, if your numbers are set up right, like if your cost of goods sold are wrong, (laughs) the bigger you get, the worse it gets, but your expenses tend to get easier. So that 30% profit is total owner benefit, right? So say I've got a $20,000 company, I have $6,000 of owner benefit and my CPA, and I've got a house payment of $6,000 and my CPA tells me it's a legal deduction, So I'm like, my profit is zero, but I got $6,000 of benefit. That's what I'm interested in. So my job, my commitment to you guys, or what I want to help you guys do is get 30% of owner benefit to you. Your CPA might go, hold on that house payment. You got that car payment. You got this, you know, if you just set up a 401k, you could put a hundred thousand dollars in Like how you choose to divvy up that you can light it on fire. You can give it to charity. You can take a draw, you can set up a 401k, you can buy a car, whatever you and your CPA, that's a tax strategy. And obviously I'm not qualified to, you know, coach you on that. So how you distribute that 30% is between you and God. Zero to 40, 50k, that 30% is it. Like there's really not a lot else I can help you get. You start getting 60, 70, like I think Marty, you're well in the seven figures. You start getting up there. So let's just say you're at a million. I know you're more than that, but let's just say you're at a million bucks a year. Well, that's three hundred thousand dollars a year in overhead the reality even with a robust marketing program even with all the the five people that we tell you to hire um all that's there four for a commercial sorry um you might be like we really only need like 220 grand a year to run this blessed thing so there's 80 grand so it can get better as you get larger so zero to 40, take your 30% and be happy. Like that's, I, I mean, I'm i not saying you can't make more. I'm just saying that's what I coach to. It's very profit. I, all we do is coach people. Most people that come in their profits. If you take out cleaning, doesn't count if you're cleaning toilets and getting paid for that. That's a job, not cleaning their actual profit above and beyond what they do for, you know, I clean toilets, I make money is anywhere from probably 8% to 16, 17. Like that's it. So 30 is very, very good. Having done this for eight years all over the world, hundreds and hundreds of students, I can tell you 30% is baller. So I'm not saying you can't get more, but zero to 50K, that's that. 50 to 100K, you might be able to sneak two, three, four grand. Um, you get over a million, the world is your oyster, right? It just depends on how thin you want to run it. That said, um, the question Marty was asking is, well, what's the difference between salary and profit? So that, that's almost more of a, so there's three answers to that. One is according to the government, which would be what you and your CPA would talk about. So like my CPA every month is, I think right now my is. I don't even know, 10, 15 grand, whatever my CPA tells me, like you have to pay yourself this salary. Yeah, yeah. It's the lowest it, I can like make It's like a in. reasonable compensation scale that the- Right. Has yeah, company. you get a super com- super good company and you're like, I make a salary of 23 grand. The was like, bull crap you do, that's 150, yeah. you owe back taxes. So- Exactly. And then, so let's just say to make numbers easy, the company's got a half a million in profit and my CPA tells me, you gotta pay yourself 200 grand just making up numbers. Talk to your own CPA. I don't know. Um, I'm paying myself the 200 grand and the government's going to rate me on taxes. <laughs> 40% of this is goodbye. Gone. The other 300,000, now I'm going to get with my C. And again, guys, pay your taxes, but no offense to our fine government. They're pretty terrible with money. So don't tip, right? Like pay the minimum legal that you owe. <laughs> Please pay that. They will send you to jail. But if you can get a deduction, by God, take a deduction. And don't listen to these poor people going, they're not paying their fair share. When they're paying nothing, you're paying like you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. You're complaining you'll pay your fair share. Um, so pay the legal taxes, please, please, please. But don't pay extra. So there's the legal piece, which is what's the least amount of taxes I can pay, and then salaries defined by your CPA. I don't even get a vote, right? Like my business coaching would be: don't give yourself any salary. Take all of it as a draw or a loan or something like that. Your CPA is like, well, <laughs> you can't do that. You're going to get on it and get screwed. Obviously, listen to your CPA. When it comes to the difference, when it comes to like a seller, so internally I just look at owner benefit, and that's all I give a crap about. So when I'm running my own company, what's the total owner benefit? If I choose to pay it to mansions or trips or travel or you know even this is a business expense, you could be like this is all business expense. I get no owner benefit. Fine, then that's how you account it. You'd be like this is completely owner benefit. I love it all. Then you could you know however you want to count that. But if it's a car, for me anything that would come with me if I sold the business. So if I have my yeah. own personal car, I'm writing off. And if I sold the business, I keep my car. That's owner benefit. So say the owner gives me a thousand dollars in insurance, maintenance, whatever I'm counting that as owner benefit. That's part of my profit. So if you take out the tax thing, the way I run my business is just, what's my total owner benefit and zero to 50 K. I want that to be 30% above 50 K can graduate. It's never going to be 40 or something, but it can get 36, 33, you know, can really jump up some, the only. Yeah, because your, because your fixed expenses, like my team that I currently have, we have the capacity to take on so many more customers now. Uh, My office team is set. We don't need to drastically raise our fixed expenses just because we take on 20 more customers. Right. That's one of the things I love about this business. Like you start doing floor work and stuff like that. Everything takes infrastructure, like car dealerships, construction companies. That's not the case. So this is a beautiful business and it's so not sexy. Like nobody knows there's guys making millions of dollars in cleaning because it's just not a sexy business. Car yeah. dealerships, way more sexy. If you like money, this is <laughs> way more profit or like all the things I was telling Manuel, this has the car business does not, but it's sexy and everybody wants to be in it. This is not sexy. No one wants to be in it. Okay. I just like money um that said just to be fair so no one's like your coach told you something that's not the truth the reality of the situation is when you go to sell a business a reasonable buyer is going to go how much do you work and what would it cost to replace you and then that's Mm -hmm. not profit so say i've got so a lot of times what we do is be like all right so if i've got a little business doing uh, call it a million bucks and i have a general manager who's making 60 grand and I do virtually nothing, then all the money I take would be profit. But if I'm like, well, if I fired that general manager, I could keep that 60 grand. Well, that's not really... Pr- same with you cleaning, right? Like if I bought the business and you're like, I make $5,000 a month, I'm like, how much would it cost in payroll for cleaners? You're like, about five grand a month. I'm like, well, that's not a business. There's no profit here. It's called a job. I don't, I'm not going to pay you money for a job. Are you on your mind? So the same thing happens when you run your business. I'm like, well, how much are you paying yourself as a, are you the general manager? But here's the deal. The truth of the matter is the way we coach you to do it. Most of our clients are working on any given week, zero to 15 hours. So from anywhere in the world. So technically you're the general manager, but if the general manager's job, 20 weeks, 10, 20 weeks, a a year could be like zero to three hours. And like, three or four or five weeks, crap goes down. You got to work 10, 20, 30 hours and it's frustrating and a headache and stressful. And the rest of the weeks are kind of just bumbling along at five hours a week. How do you put a value on that? Like, yeah, to, I guess you would have to hire a guy. The skill set to do that is very, it's really hard to find a guy that's like, it's just really hard to replace yourself and to put mm-hmm. it, time. If you were like, I work 40 hours a week and I could hire myself to do this thing. And I would have to pay a guy 60 grand. Well, then that 60 grand is not really profit if you're a buyer, but if you're working 10 hours a week and it's fun and it's easy to do it for anywhere in the world, it's like, okay, what would you, for me, I'm just gonna count that as like, screw you, man. It's all, that's all profit. I'm fine. What would you wanna pay a guy to do my 10 hours a week? 30, 50 grand a month, fine. Take, you know, if you're making a half a million and they're like, I'm taking $32,000 out of expense and, you know, out of profit and putting into expense. I'm like, okay, do that. Like. yeah. So that's why it was such a nuanced question to answer. If you just had a typical 40-week job that we could say it would cost $82,000 to replace you, I'd say, yes, the $82,000 is not profit. That's an expense but because okay. your job is like 10 hours a week or zero hours a week and you do it for any in the world and it's kind of hard to replace and if you did how much would you pay a guy for 10 hours a week like it's just because you can't hire a low-level guy you have to hire two three hundred thousand dollar guy to do that to have to be able to do it but you're like i only want you to work it's almost like a board position you know what i'm saying like where they kind of give a stipend so i would advocate for myself if i was selling like i'm not taking any salary and people get confused because like well my 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 CPA tells me I'm going to take $150,000 worth of salary. So is that an expense? I'm like, between you and the government, yeah, that's an expense. Sure, sure. But how you look at it, what the frick, what are we talking about here? So it's all right. profit, whether you take it in a 401k, a loan, salary, member draw, that's between your and your person. So I know that was a long answer, but it's a pretty nuanced question. Real quick, Cleaning Nation, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, maybe a tweet, a Facebook message, iTunes search, some sort of Instagram post, the only way we grow is word of mouth. We don't do paid ads. We don't run ads. You are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, as a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. Let's dive into John's specific questions. What should the initial call like a question? What should the initial call to potential customer sound like? I'm gonna role play that uh, with you and or Claire. What info do we get? I'll role play that as well, we're not really looking for info. Well, let me answer the others and I think I'll answer that one. Should we be focused on a pain conversation or save that for the in-person consult is my favorite part of that. We're so here's the beautiful thing about funnels. I'll do the hiring because it makes more sense and then it'll I'll apply it to the the sales which will make more sense so a lot of times you know i was picking on poor tim and beth a couple of weeks ago for over qualifying in their job advertisement like you have to be able to 50 pounds you have to have a driver's license you have to be you know no taller than six feet but at least 511 or just like a lot of specifics and it's like those are all fine standards to have but not in the job ad like move it down in the, in the funnel right so all you have to do on the application is just get them to the interview and all you have to do on the interview, you don't have to decide if you're going to hire them or not. You just decide if they're going to do a one-on-one and even on the one-on-one, you don't have to decide if you're going to hire them or not. You just decide if you're going to work with them for two weeks to see if they're a good fit. So you really lower the stakes. You know, I always bring up romance because everyone gets it. If I'm going on a date with somebody and date one, I have to decide if we're going to get married. That's a massive amount of pressure. And there's a very good chance I'm going to make a bad decision. If date one, all I have to do is decide if I'm going to go on date two, oh, I can do that. That's super easy. Do I want to see this human for another hour? Easy peasy. Do you want to marry them for the rest of your life? Like, ah, it's a big deal. So when it comes to marketing, we try and do too many things, right? On the hiring ad, we try and get the perfect person and all that. Just to get them to the interview. On an email, we try and get them to buy our crap. Just get them to click the link. On a, a subject line to an email, we try and su- just get them to open the email on the first paying conversation, we try and do a bunch of selling, just find out if they're if they're worth, just find out if they're worth a second date. That's literally all you're doing where there's going to be a 10 minute call to see if it makes sense for me to get in my car, drive out there, invest you know 30 or 40 minutes in you the and then come back. So what information should I get is the minimum amount you need to know, is this worth a second date? And are you going to be perfect? No, but should you be good 80% of the time? Yeah. 80, 90% of the cl- Dates slash sales calls you go on, you should be like, yeah, this was a good sales call. Not that you're going to sell every one of them, but less than twenty percent should be like, oh, this is a mistake, right? And as you get better, it might get down to five or ten percent. So to answer your question on the pain, just enough to know, like, you know, what made you reach out today? No reason. Well, that's insane. (laughs) Like, you know what? Hey, Claire, we're on a first date. So good. What made you decide to go? I don't know. I don't know why I'm here. Like, that's a crazy response, right? Like, you seemed funny on the phone, or any human response is fine, but I don't know. I'm not here. I don't know. I, I won't be here. I'm just like any crazy, like responses, red flag. So what made you call today? I just want to bid. Yeah. Claire. Hey, what made you decide to go? I just want a date. Like, well, that's insane. Like, why me? Why? T- no one just wants a date. Like that's a crazy thing, right? There's got to be like, oh, well something, any, any human response is fine. So does that give you a good did that answer the, what should the initial call sent? We're going to role play it, but did I answer what info do you get? Should we focus on a pain conversation and no, we're not going to give an estimate, um, are residential. So commercial, I would never give an estimate residential. I might hit them with a minimum, or if I'm getting an icky feeling like they're going to be broke or something, I might do it as a disqualifier, but I'm not doing it as a sales. Like, well, Hey, Claire, just so you know, they're usually about this. And sometimes I'm trying to do the second or third date on the first date, right? Like on the first date, should I? you know, see how many kids they want. And if they're Roman Catholic or I don't know what the other Catholic is, non-Roman, like too much, like it's a fine conversation for day four, a little weird for day one. Yeah. So what do, I you have, do you what believe I have. in God? Is that important to you? Yes. Okay. That's enough for day one, right? Do you have some pain? That's enough for date one. Exactly what it is in the whole details. You know, is it exactly 300 bucks or 320? We don't need to get in that, but you know, this is hundreds of dollars a month. This isn't a free service. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, essentially what I mostly do is um, I I just get tell them like my average residential client is 175 per visit. Yeah, I wouldn't even get into that unless there was a, and I never do per visit because it's always a per, like that would be like me going for the, yeah, it doesn't matter. I would never get per visit. It's to solve a problem. So I'd only go per month and I only do it if I was trying to disqualify somebody. So if I thought someone was broke or whatever, I might be like you know, I have to get out. I can't give a price for the phone. I have no idea what we're doing, but our minimum is 250 and our average cons probably three or 400. Is that, you know, we'll have to talk. You might be a little more, a little. you're not know, going to be less than the minimum, but is that ballpark? And I'm going to do that probably on 10% of the call, because once you get good, you'll be able to kind of get a vibe if this is a good fit or not. So that would be a crutch I would use if I needed to, because I wasn't good enough at kind of picking up on the vibe. But as we role play, you'll notice I never do the price and I'll, if I see a, kind of non-verbal or verbal indicator that they're cheap or that money's gonna be a problem. I'll let you know, but also for your geography, I know in my area, if you give me the address and tell me what part of town you're in, I know how much, I I have an idea what, how much your house is worth. So there's certain neighborhoods I'm like, that seems fishy and I'm definitely gonna give them a price. And there's other neighborhoods where like, maybe you're cheap, but you're living in a million dollar house. Like you can't, you know, you can afford 400 bucks. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I, what I run into a lot though, is people are wanting to compare with other companies. Yeah. Well, let's just role play that out. I'll role play one with you. I'll role role play one with Claire. I'll role play the initial call with you and then Claire and I can do the uh, on-site conversation. So, Hey, uh, you call me, Hey, this is Mike's cleaning company. What's up? Hi. uh, I'd like to get my, uh, get a quote for getting my house cleaned. Yay. I would like to give quotes for getting houses cleaned. Uh, What made you reach out today? Uh, Well, Uh, my daughter's been cleaning the house and she's, uh, she's leaving in a couple weeks and I, I don't want to clean the house. Fair enough. Um, awesome. So just so I can see if it makes sense for us to come out and I don't want to waste any of your time. Can I ask a couple questions before we set up a time to, to come out? Sure. Cool. Um, first we'll probably need a good 20 minutes uninterrupted when I get out, i will turn off my phone, give me my full attention. Is that something you can do as well? Yeah. Cool, um, and I just always ask this because I don't want to be embarrassed. But if I come out there and for whatever reason I'm like, we're not the best. Someone else would be better. Are you comfortable if I just tell you, like, I don't think we're the best fit for you? Sure. And vice versa. If you don't like the cut of my hate my jib, I smell a little bad. Whatever the thing is, my prices do I? Will you just can you just agree to tell me to piss right off? Sure. Cool. And, um, if neither of those happen, I come out like, oh my gosh, I know I can help him." And you're like, this guy's the best. I'm so confident he can solve my problem. What would you like to see happen at that point? Uh, then I would like to schedule a cleaning. Cool. Um, last question and then we'll, we'll pick a time that works for us. Um, for me to really understand what's going on, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions about the house and what you want. I just want to make sure I don't make a proposal to solve a problem. I don't understand. So are you cool if I just ask a bunch of questions and make sure we're clear? I'm clear on the problem before I try and give you a, a proposal to solve it. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Done. And I'm just going to do the logistics of where do you live? When do you want me to come? Blah, blah, blah. So the three things I got is do you have uninterrupted time? Can we tell each other if it's not a fit? And what's going to happen if it is a fit? And um, and notice you didn't ask me to compare price. Price never came up. Didn't matter. Right. And I got um, permission to ask a bunch of goofy questions. Once I get those three things and no red flags are raised, I'm booking it. And you gave me no red flags. There's nothing you did that made me Okay, so the red flags would be what? Like what? I'm just trying to get a bunch of prices. When I say what happens if we're a fit, I gotta get my husband out there. Um, okay, you know. so let's say I like like I'm just calling around for prices. Uh, that's all I want right now. Like, where would that go? All right, well, like, let's well, again, let's role play. So these if if, it depends on when it happened in the conversation. So if I just said, hey, what made you reach out? And you said I'm just calling around. For, let's just role play. Hey, Mike Steady, <laughs> what's up? Uh, yeah, I'm calling to, uh, get some prices on cleaning. Cool. I'm here to give some prices on cleaning. <laughs> Can I ask you a couple of questions and I'm going to go the same thing. So here's right. the deal. I'm taking charge of the conversation. You're only calling asking for prices. Cause no one ever taught you how to buy and you don't know what to do. So you think the best thing is just to ask questions or ask, right. to talk about price. If I take charge of the conversation and ask questions that make sense, you'll follow my lead and you won't worry about price. Okay. Does that make sense? Cause again, yeah, right. so we could role play it, but I think, even if you're trying to get a price when I take control of the conversation like I did, it's just going to go the same way. So if I go, can I ask you some questions? Um, you know, do you have 20 minutes on interrupt Like, I just need a price over the phone. I'm like, Oh, I'm sure you do, but we don't, I don't, I would have no idea eight bucks, $3,000. <laughs> I don't have no idea what you need. Um, if you like a fake price, you tell me what price you want, and that'll be the price. If you want a real price, I'm going to need to ask some questions. Would that be okay? You're going to say yes. And then I go right back into what I was doing. Okay. And if they go, no, I want you to give me a price, but I'm not willing to answer any questions. Well, now I have a crazy person. I'm going to hang up. Like, what are we doing? So then you're just basically like, we're. Well, I don't think we're a good fit. So yeah. yeah. I'm going to begin make fun of them. Six bucks, a hundred bucks. Like, do I get to pick what we do or don't do? Pick your pre- 80 bucks. Send me your credit card right now. I'm not going to come out and clean anything. <laughs> Why? What? I mean, it's just such just a stupid thing to be like, I need a price. Like for what? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I would just laugh like that and have them go, I'm being a, I'm being a crazy person. Rarely. They're either really crazy, in which case they raise their hand as crazy. You just get off the phone. Or if you kind of take it with that fun, poke a little fun, not taking yourself too serious, they'll realize they're being insane and start acting normal. Right. Okay. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it great job.